you want to be hardcore, you want to be extreme, well, if you're like the Sandman, then you're listening to the podcast Drunk Wrestling History, dudes, and please be drunk when you hear it. Fuck, do you like to fuck? It's just money shots, uh, chairs all over there. Those guys with bank bus think they're a good deal. Yeah. My dick is small. What's up, Drunk Marks and Drunk Marquettes? Welcome to Drunk Wrestling History. I'm your designated host, Adam, and they are the Drunk Wrestling Historians. This is Eddie. I intend to be properly fucked up if no one disagrees. And this is Scott. For those about to drink, we salute you. Amen to that. But we ain't drinking. We, so we don't salute us. Yeah, don't salute us. We're not drinking tonight. You know who else? You know We're who gonna... is drinking? Dub Nation, who? because they just handed out an indefinite suspension to Draymond Green, which is stupid. What? Indefinite? Indefinite. Holy shit. Breaking news within Wait, what the is hour. It? It's like, who's, who's wow. the fucking, who's, who's in charge over there? Adam Pierce? Adam Silver. That's like a wrestling suspension. Adam Silver, Adam Silver not Adam <laughs> Pierce. Yeah, they might be bald buddies. Wow, they probably Fucking go, Jack Tunney stepped they go in. to the meetings on Thursdays. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's wow. Commissioner Foley. Indefinite, like God, they handed that out. What John Morant got that? I think. Right, John John Morant. I, I honestly don't know if he's back right now, but yeah, he he got an indefinite suspension. Yeah, and I thought they did it to one other guy too. Oh, um. He was making um, uh, comments against Jew- Jewish people. Kyrie Irving. That was <laughs> Kyrie it. Irving, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's they right. Did yes. That, he was, that the other was one. last season. Unfortunately, he's back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's, wow. And that's because he got like his third uh, uh, game ejection or something. It was more like so. the severity of the, of the technical foul that he committed yesterday as of okay. this recording. Okay, and, gotcha. and Damn, usually that's crazy. I kind of don't blame him because what are you supposed to do when some guy's grabbing your jersey like that from behind? And you hit him with a steel chair. Yeah, you fuck around, you find out. <laughs> exactly, Fafo. Did, did that happen? Did a dude hit a guy with a chair? Oh, no, I wish. He, I wish. Oh, okay. I thought you were serious. <laughs> he was asking for it. Okay, I know none of what you're talking about. I know What's very it? little. I don't really follow basketball, but I did yeah. hear he got his third ejection. Which is a big deal. That's that's a big no-no. <laughs> but then again... Not, not his third ejaculation, his third ejection. Come on now. Then again, rule of threes. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's true. All right. Uh, but for the drink, I do have, um, in, in the spirit of wrestling, I have uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper's all out of bubblegum, bubblegum cola. Ugh. So that's... That, it's not bad, dude. <laughs> does, that, yeah. does that mean it's not good? Uh, it means it's not bad. Okay. Now, would I go buy it again? Mm, 
if it was like the last soda on the shelf, right? Prob- probably not. Yeah. Yeah. Probably not. Yeah. Yeah. I'm but drinking- I'm getting over whatever. I had round of antibiotics, so I can't be drinking. Unfortunately, I know that's some old man shit. I apologize. Yeah. But um, yeah, it hey, is. I'm drinking pink soda to humiliate myself. Okay. <laughs> That's why you're not drinking. I'm not drinking because I drank a, a distillery when I was in Mexico last week. You drank I, Mexico out of liquor. Yeah, and I just thought it was maybe <laughs> I should Now Now's definitely and, recovery time. Yeah, I thought I would detox until Saturday and then I'll retox um, for the weekend. <laughs> but um, I also, I don't Refill. know, I just came back. I came back with a slight stomach thing. Um, I think it was just all the alcohol and food. And I was like, eh, maybe drinking's not the smartest thing to do and i was like you're not drinking anyway i'll take the week off and we did this earlier when i had covid and you had a cough or some shit so yeah hey guess what uh, i have again there you go yeah so at least at least we time our shit right like we both have our our, uh our issues at the same time yeah we have our license to ill at the same time yeah yeah (laughs) yeah exactly yeah this is like the oldest of the old man shit dude like we can't drink because we're either sick or drank too much last week yeah, <laughs> and we haven't recovered yeah. yet. In other words, yeah. they're sinking yeah. together. Right. Yeah. Well, our, our cycles are your yeah. drinking cycles. Yeah. Yeah. Like how yes, chicks, exactly. Like, how like our drinks sink. Like how if chicks are around each other enough, their cycles sink. Like yeah, yeah, that's yeah. What we're, that's what our cycles. Our non-drinking cycles are in sync. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they attract bears and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Mexico's wild. That's all I can say. <laughs> how was the I, donkey I, show? I did. It was it was as good as you expect, <laughs> and that's all I'm gonna say about that. It was like a Gallagher show. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking tarps in the front row. Nice. <laughs> yeah, you walk out looking like you've been in a Guar show. <laughs> so he's got some DC. I got some. Still working on a supply of Fitz's uh, pumpkin pop. All right. Yeah. Some Thanksgiving leftovers. Exactly. And the last thing before we get started is to our YouTube viewers, I would like to apologize for not putting up a proper video this week. I forgot to clear out our recordings and right about, well, about 30 seconds after we started, I hit the record button because I forgot to, and it told me that I'm out of storage. So without starting the episode over and delaying everything, I was unable to record this video. So, Well, shit. I'll do better on the next one. Come on, Tim, YouTube. Get us more storage. at least... Hey, at least I didn't forget to record my audio and fuck up the sound on a whole episode like someone else. Yeah, who the fuck would do that? I don't know. I don't know. Um, Idiot. Yeah, yeah. Anyways. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> first off, also head over to whatamaneuver.net. Buy some fucking shirts. Tank buy tops, a fucking shirt. T- t-shirts, tank tops, hoodies, onesies. Uh, drunk Wrestling History logo loud and proud on the chest. You can look like a true drunk wrestling historian. Try something new for 2024 FFS. So Buy you can do a that. fucking shirt. Exactly. You get that fucking mm-hmm. shirt on whatamaneuver.net. Then Eddie can buy more storage. Come on, help us out. That's right. That's right. <laughs> exactly. All right. For this week's episode, we are taking it back to the year of our Lord, 1998, in our backyard, San Jose, California, then uh, then named the San Jose Arena. This is even before it was HP Pavilion or even the Compact Center. This was yep. the San Jose Arena, 
1-800-COLLECT presents the 1998 <laughs> Royal Rumble. Is it called? Is it still called the SAP Center now? It's, like everybody just calls it the Shark Tank, so I don't know. Uh, official name, it is the SAP Center. Okay, I'll, like, I'll never call it that. No, nobody does. I'm there like three or four times a year, and I, I don't know what it's actually called. If Yeah, if you're a local, yeah. it's the Shark Tank. It's the Shark Tank, yeah. It has always been and will always be. the. It doesn't matter who the fuck the sponsor is. It's mm-hmm. the goddamn Shark Tank and will always be it's, the Shark yeah. Tank. I'm not a Sharks fan. I call it the Shark Tank. I've been there for a few games. I've even seen Dane Cook and Neil Diamond there. And I said, oh, I'm seeing Dane Cook and Neil Diamond at the Shark Tank. The Shark Tank also describes this season for the Sharks. <laughs> yeah, right. They're surrounded by th- fucking 31 other Sharks. <laughs> right. I actually saw uh, the uh, when Kiss reunited in 96, I saw their show at the San Jose Arena. Okay. I yeah, don't I saw, remember if they played the Coliseum or not, but I saw them at the San Jose Arena. I saw Black Sabbath there when they did their reunion tour in 98 with Pantera and Incubus. And you and I exchanged wristbands at Metallica New Year's Eve 1997. Because when yeah. I bought tickets, they told me they were seats, ended up being pit and they were tickets, floor. and I didn't want, yeah, and I didn't want that shit, so I took my wristband off, gave it to you, you hit the floor, I took your seat. Yeah, that was my first time there. So yeah, that, good memories yeah. at the arena, for sure, and totally. we were both at this show. We were both at the show. Um, so I'll just start right off with that. So if you watch this, you can see me on camera for most of the night. So anybody who saw the saw us on Adam and I on um, uh, Rampage and Collision, I was sitting in basically the exact same spot. Um, we actually had aisle seats, so we were too closer to the center of the ring. Um, I'm wearing an Austin 316 shirt. I have this terrible what? haircut. Yeah, right. I what, a, a black haircut. shirt? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Imagine me in a black T-shirt. I'm sure. <laughs> and it was January, and I'm sure I was wearing cargo shorts. Uh, probably, and they were probably um, camo. And actually, my friend Todd, who was with me, he was in, I think he's in a tank top. I think he's in, like, a, a T-shirt with the sleeves cut off. So well, that's I mean, it was probably, what, like, 65 outside? Probably, yeah. That's yeah, January. That's January yeah. in the Bay Area. Yep. Yeah, so I also went with this dude. I'd only known him for, like, a year. This guy, his name was... <laughs> He showed up, so I graduated in 97. He showed up second semester of 97. He'd come from a different school. So it was kind of weird to transfer schools your last semester of high school. That's got to suck. I saw him. I didn't know him. He was in one of my classes, but I didn't talk to him. Saw him at an indie show, an APW show, and then kind of we became friends after that. So we were friends, you know, at this point for, I don't know, I guess a year, close to a year. And we went to the show together. So we're sitting there. So this is right after Christmas, right? He was in this 49er sweater that I I found out at this show that he had gotten for Christmas because the kid sitting behind him spilled his nachos on him. Oh, and no. this dude stood up like he was going to kill this kid. He stood up and started screaming. This kid's like six and he's screaming oh. at him. And the guy, the kid's dad is trying to calm him down and I'm trying to calm him down. I'm like, sit down, dude, you're going to get us thrown out. Also, you're yelling at a six year old because he got shit on your clothes. Relax. It was like the craziest thing I've ever seen, dude. I seriously thought he was about to punch a six-year-old. And that was the last <laughs> time I ever hung out with this guy. Oh, wow. Like you ghosted him after this? Like, Yeah, that was it. I was, Yeah, I was like, uh, no, this guy's nuts, man. And then I ended up meeting some people a year, about a year later who had gone to school with him before he switched schools. And they were like, oh, you know him? That guy's crazy. Like he had, he got expelled. Oh. Um, so that's why he switched schools oh. mid-year because he got expelled from his old school. He almost got expelled from my school. Because he brought a knife to school. 
um, which was like an automatic expulsion, yep. but it was like a stupid thing. Like it was a fishing knife that he forgot was in his backpack. I mean, oh. like a dumbass, he pulled it out and he ended up, sorry, so <laughs> I hope this isn't boring. He ended up, he couldn't come back to the school. This is like a month before graduation. He had to meet all of his teachers to get his, all his assignments at the Seven Eleven across the street oh. uh, for the rest of the year. <laughs> and then he couldn't walk with his class. So, oh, dude. Th- th- so yeah, this night was the end of this insane person being in my life. Wow. And, yeah, like I never... and I'm pretty sure I know that 7-Eleven that you're talking about. You mentioned this now, and there's going to be a Netflix fucking documentary on this. And pe- on something insane <laughs> that yeah. is done. And then be like... Yeah. because he's <laughs> If there hasn't already been one, we just don't know. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if this guy's in prison somewhere. I have there's no idea. Be this se- <laughs> Maybe he's listening. <laughs> this seg- yeah, he's like, the segment oh, of, shit. as revealed on Drunk Wrestling History. <laughs> I'm going to... Uh, I'm gonna have to uh, delete the part where Adam said, "Oh shit!" He's gonna start. He's gonna start like walking the neighborhood looking for me. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> shit, oh, you know what, awesome. dude? I am gonna cut this. <laughs> Pussy. No, that I'll, ble- part. I'll bleep. I'll bleep his name. I'll bleep his name. Uh, I know you dropped his first and last name. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I shouldn't have done that. I'm gonna. I'm gonna bleep his name. So, all right, Adam. Um, let's move on. Because uh, now I'm nervous. <laughs> Because he would listen to the show. Fuck. Sleep with one eye open. Commentators yeah. are Jim Ross, Jerry the King Lawler, Spanish commentators Carlos Barbero and Tito Santana. And uh, just because they were also introduced, Ray, uh, French commentators Ray Rougeau, Jean Broussard, in-ring announcer is The Fink. Uh, pretty much everybody wants to go after Austin. <clears throat> And uh, just wonder if he's going to show up for the Royal Rumble. Opening match is... Well, b- before the opening match, I just want to point out, they do their typical uh, hype oh, video yeah. from the beginning. And they do as good of a job as they always do. You know, WWE's known for that. And I've said a million times how great their video packages are. And this one was particularly good because they highlighted the potential winners of the match, which... Uh, were which were such wrestlers as Ahmed Johnson, Kurgan, and Savio Vega. <laughs> okay, Ahmed Johnson was slightly believable. At this point, you think he still was? 98? Yes. Okay. I think so. I think so. All right, well, you fucking knew Kurgan wasn't winning. Well, of course. Of course. Yeah. And you had a good feeling <laughs> yeah. that Savio wasn't winning. You're pretty sure about <laughs> but, that, yeah. Y- y- yeah, but Ahmed's star was definitely fading, but out of the three... Yeah, I think Ahmed. I think Ahmed was gone by WrestleMania. Uh, that would have been fourteen. Yeah, I don't think he had a match. At 14. I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had to go take care of his sick sister or whatever the fuck it was. Right. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Also, the set is very minimal. Just a a round truss. Yeah. That's all you yeah. need. Yeah. Per the per the per the exactly. time. Kind of basic. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, that's how it was yeah. back then. Your opening match is the artist formerly known as Goldust <coughs> with Luna Vachon taking on Vader. I love Goldust. He was bef- like when he first started, you know, when he was feuding with Roddy Piper and Ahmed Johnson, I thought he was the coolest character. I thought it was so great. He was one of my favorites. This Goldust, I was not a fan of. Right. Agree. When he hooked up with Luna and then it was like, I think it wasn't long after this when he was like Marilyn Manson dust. Yeah. And he was like, no gold dressed as a Christmas tree at one point. Yeah. He wasn't gold anymore. And he just was like trying to, it was like, he was trying to out weird himself every week. Exactly. 
Yep. Yeah, and this is around the time I think where he was talking about getting fucking tits, right? Did that come up? I don't remember that. Oh, you never heard that? Well, like, yeah, he it, wait, get, like legit, like was going to go get legit, implants. Yeah. And, he was going to go get implants. Yeah. Oh, wow. Like at the end. And it was like his at idea. the end of hangover three getting dude getting tits. And we thought Ryan <laughs> Dunn was hardcore for getting a toy car in his ass. <laughs> car toy. A car, a toy. car toy. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, he yeah, he legit talked about having implants. Um, and I don't know who pulled the plug on that. I don't know why it didn't happen. I, I can't really imagine Vince details. did. Vince was probably like, good shit, pal. Get you those tits. so, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Vince, Vince and have him by the dinosaur. I'll tweak him, pal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me honk those horns. <laughs> Let me tune in Tokyo, buddy. <laughs> Let me blow on those nipples so they, <laughs> till they just get so stiff. <laughs> um, and there's your promo he's in a, He's like in... <laughs> he's in purple he's in purple with green stripes with like a tiny g-string over it like uh he just looked ridiculous and his boots looked i think his boots were like yellow or something okay so like i, I actually like wrote he... down his outfit okay what was boot okay go ahead go okay ahead. gold dust is wearing a neon green singlet with blue stripes purple forearm warmers with frill yellow boots bright green face paint with black stripes purple gloves and blue hair yeah, the yellow really didn't work. Uh, it was like piss yellow, too. Yeah, right. We're not talking bright yellow like I, Hogan. This is like piss yellow. I think he was wearing someone else's boots. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I was like, I saw it and it just looked so odd and just Ronnie like Garvin's. not even Goldust odd. Here's the, yeah. Ronnie Garvin's <laughs> Ronnie boots. Garvin's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> found out, that's, found he, out that Sonny was refing in an upcoming match. She wasn't using them. So I don't know. but right away in the match the match gets started and i think goldust gets tossed right away and they go to a close-up of vader and you can see right behind him my friend todd holding a sign that says jay loves goldust jay was a friend of his um you know that's a 98 sign too it's a very 98 sign and not long after that in the same match he's holding up another this is not my sign this is todd's sign he's holding up another sign that says ted turner is gay (laughs) fuck which is the kind of ways you would insult people in 1998. Yeah, yeah exactly. That, that's Not, also I wouldn't. I wouldn't. He would. That's also another vintage 98 sign. Yeah, exactly. So if you ever see that on Attitude Era signs on Twitter, yeah, you know who uh, you know who's uh, whose friend had it. Right, right. <laughs> but yeah, that was very 98. Like so and so is that. Right. That was right, like right. on every sign. Yeah. Or I'd rather be in China. That was the other one. Yep. Exactly. Or China's my dad. China's my dad. Yep. Um. So Vader obviously is in control right away at the beginning of the match. Um, Goldust turns turns it around after Vader misses. He does a sunset flip. Vader goes to like do a bonsai drop type thing, um, and uh, misses. And that's when Goldust turns it around. Um, and then Luna ends up choking Vader with her shoe, which I thought was kind of cool. <laughs> um, and then uh, Vader ends up hitting a monster splash on. He he like just splashes the shit out of Goldust. I thought that was the end of it. Uh, but it wasn't. And then Jerry Lawler says that Vader eats off of satellite dishes. <laughs> <laughs> he had a few little zingers in this one, dude. I got another he one did. coming up later. That okay? Yeah, Lawler was good. It, it, Lawler was good on this he show. He was sharp. Yeah. Um, Vader goes for a Vader bomb, and um, Luna distracts the ref, and then um, he, Vader takes an uppercut to the dick, which was a cool. I think that's yeah. That's how you take that's how you take Vader down, right? 
and um he uh then you get the, you go back to the sunset flip spot with the sit this time he sits on gold dust and really quickly vader bomb um well luna Rick jumps luna in onto vader's yeah. On, uh, yeah yeah that was some good impact uh, when vader came down with luna on his back like luna yeah, got right. jarred pretty good dude she bounced off of him. Yeah, so so he's on the ropes. Luna jumps on his back to try to stop him. He says, fuck it. Does the Luna bomb, does the Vader bomb with Luna on his back. Yeah. And yeah, she takes, yeah, I mean, that's like rough. It's like a car crash, um, dude, if you think about it. like It was. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and like you would think like her face could bang into the back of his head. Exactly. You know? Exactly. But um, so you got Vader and Luna coming down on Goldust. One, two, three. Short match. No surprises. You knew exactly who was going to win this match. It, yeah, it did it its job. Its it was a solid opener. Yeah, it served its purpose yeah. exactly adam and then you get a shot of vladimir in the crowd yes yes whose documentary i still haven't watched <laughs> same damn it <laughs> yeah maybe maybe this weekend maybe i'll watch it this weekend we should do a review on that i would do that i would totally do that i think it's cool that they actually went out of their way to make a documentary about one of us you know i mean granted he's and on like a whole other level but like he's a fan like we are well, and then it's him because he's the original. You know what I mean? Like, yes, all these guys, there's all these guys, they all kind of rip him off and rip each other off. And like green shirt guy always has the green shirt. I know Vlad was always in a tank top, but he didn't have a gimmick. Right. You know, he was just there. That the, was his gimmick. Right. There's everybody has a shirt so you can see him. There's squared pizza, got squared pizza, uh, circle, squared circle pizza guy. And the now there's the Frank Trinidad. The clown. Mm-hmm. There's the Trinidad and Tobago guy who's new. I've only seen him like this year. But Vlad wasn't like that. Vlad wasn't trying to be on TV, you know? Right. No, Vlad's just an OG like, fan, and he did it before all that bullshit was cool. So, yeah. 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 Props to Vlad, dude. But, yeah, he was there. I think uh, Faith No More guy was, too, if I'm remembering correctly. I think I saw him in the crowd. He, he was. It took me a while to spot him. I didn't yeah. see him until later, but, yeah, he was there, too. Yep. The OG. Faith, Faith No More is the guy that looks like Eddie. The guy from Faith No More. He looks like Eddie, yeah, with the sunglasses. Okay. I'm just yeah. uh, trying to compare from what I know from the ECW pay-per-views. Okay. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, after that, was that the oddities that spooked Michael Cole in the back? or? Um, I'm missing notes on that bit. Anyways, Ma- Michael Cole is interrupted backstage because... Yeah, the oddities weren't around yet. Yeah. No, it was the, the Godwins. Godwins. It was the, the Godwins. Godwins. I'm sorry. but I mean, they, bothered they are him. oddities, so... Yeah, and then Stone Cold pulls up. He drove to the show, apparently from Texas, because he's in his own pickup truck. Um, He drives in and kind of just, uh, I don't know, the Godwins just kind of ran off or something. Yep. Anyways. I was focused on the truck. uh, Second match of the night. It is a six-man tag team match featuring Battalion, El Torito, and Tarantula. Versus Max Mini, Mosaic, and Nova with special guest referee, Sonny. Yeah. What are the odds that we would accidentally watch two pay-per-views in a row where Sonny is a guest referee? Okay, so this is accidental. I was just wondering if you had a theme going on <laughs> Absolutely. for the last two recordings. Yeah, there's no theme. Yeah, it's just a happy accident. <laughs> I had no idea she was a ref till I watched the show. Yeah, you can I call this match, about let's it. give Sonny something to do. Exactly. That's exactly what it was. Shoehorn her into um, the show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. I mean, it was. She was a big star still, you know. Yep. Um, but she wasn't managing anybody, 
she was I don't really even know what she was doing on a weekly basis, you know? Like I don't know what she did on Raw the next I night. think she was shilling merchandise. She's... Like cuz they do those cutaways to like You're what's right. in the WWF catalog sort of thing, and I think she was yeah. like just showing shit. Yeah, yeah. Um and then feet so picks in mo- the Raw magazine, of course. Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah, and on my on my bedroom wall. Right, exactly. Yes. Yeah, and still in my mind. <laughs> Forever burned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it's hilarious that one of these guys is named Nova. Because <laughs> there was a Nova. Yeah, but I think this guy was taller. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it, this is your... It's exactly a Lucha Libre match. And it's just small guys. Like, it's not like watching like watching American Midget match. I know you're not supposed to call them midgets, but yeah, okay. So I was they, gonna ask that: they, are we are we saying well, they still call it, people little person? They still call it midget wrestling. No, they don't call it little person wrestling. They do a um, Berkeley. There's a uh, show that comes around like every couple months. They, they call it midget wrestling. Okay, but is it okay so, to call them midgets since they're participating in midget wrestling, or is that offensive? Yes. Okay, I think it's okay to call midget wrestlers midget wrestlers. Okay, but okay. that but that do, but that midget who rides the bike in um, East Oakland, you're not supposed to call him that. He's a little person riding a bike in East Oakland. I see. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Um, Jr. had a zinger in this so, match too. I'm not sure if he caught it. I don't know if I did. Um, but it's really not much different than a regular Lucha Libre match, other than these guys are a foot and a half tall. And I mean, they're little. Uh, Max Mini is. I bet he's not. I bet he's two and a half feet tall. That guy's can't be three feet tall. Three apples That's, tall. Like a Smurf. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Sonny is way less of a distraction in this because there are no holds. So there's never a time where she needs to squat down. She's also not in the tiny skirt. Yeah. Um, She's in shorts, like like Hooters girl shorts. Right. And like just a regular shirt, like a referee shirt. Yeah. But she's also not, she's moving constantly. Because it's Um, constant movement in the ring. Constant movement, yeah. so she doesn't have to get there down no on one knee and check like on a that. hold or anything yeah. like that. Yeah, she also, um, they taught her how to be a referee because she works the referee horseshoe pattern where she never walks in front of the camera. She never walks between the wrestlers and the camera, um, which she didn't do that in ECW. And now I, th- that was 98? No, that was 99. That was a year later. I wonder if she learned I that guess. in Cornette's promotion. Probably. When she was yeah. in Smoky Mountain, I wonder if she learned that there. Probably, yeah, because, I mean, they were training them for TV there, so maybe they didn't necessarily train her to do that, to train her to be a referee, but she was aware of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? She would have learned how TV wrestling works. Right. So she actually was a pretty good referee. Yeah, she, she was, was way better than this, most, yeah. Yeah, most guest referees get in front of the talent all the time, but she didn't. Um, what was your... Um, Nobody in the nobody in the arena cared about this match no, at all. Dude, like, no, um, the only person who cared was Mike Tyson. He was loving it. Well, yeah, the crowd was definitely not there for this match. It served its purpose, as Adam said, with the previous match. This was this was filler. It was give Sonny something to do, something for the crowd mm-hmm. to look at. But uh, Jr. said there may be a relationship between Sonny and Max Mini. I hear she likes short guys. <laughs> That's a great joke. That's not bad. That's. And then Lawler comes in and says, wait, where's that one? Oh, there it is. He's talking about Max Mini. He tried to commit suicide by jumping off of a curb. I did hear that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> damn. Fucking dying, dude. I was like, God damn. They were on fire yeah. during this match, dude. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, best part of the match was Sonny botched a leapfrog from Max Mini. She didn't jump high enough, and it was probably the best thing that ever happened to all Max. Right. Yeah. 
Yep. And another short match. Max Mini wins with a crucifix. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I thought it was sort of a waste of Sonny. But like you said, I guess they didn't have anything else for her. Yeah. Shoehorn her in. Make her do something. You're paying yeah, her all that money. Like, have her do something besides bank Exactly. Sean. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and as far as the match itself, this was a Young Bucks match before there were Young Bucks matches. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was watching. I was like, this is what the Young Bucks do every yeah. week on Dynamite. Spot and they fest. do a lot of trios matches now. Yeah. You know, it was just move, move, no selling, no selling. Nobody works as a heel. Nobody works as a baby face. You can't tell who's who unless you know who's the heel. Right. That's, you know, which those are, you know, the Bucks are Lucha Libre guys. Yep. I could see that. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Was this better One slick than, mud show. Was this better than uh, Takanagula? Well, <laughs> not even close. It was, not it even was close. shorter. Sorry. <laughs> oh. Nice. Nice. Well done, Adam. But uh, now uh, Mike Tyson has some company in his suite with uh, Vince and Shane. <clears throat> yep, they're in there yucking it up. Yep. He's the big uh, pickup since the biting suspension. Well, right after that, they cut to Jr. and the King, and a guy behind them has a sign that says, uh, "Hey Tyson, bite me." Mm. Also, "bite yeah. me" was a that, big saying back then. That's a '90s phrase. Yeah, yeah, I guess it was. Yeah, yeah, but that the biting thing had happened. Um, that was either the very end of July. No, it was no, it was the very. It was early August. It was like the first weekend of August. It was like four or five months before the show. Yeah, because I remember it happened OzFest weekend. I was at OzFest, I think, the weekend after my birthday. Um, wait. It was no, a summer fight, happened. dude. It was a summer fight for sure. No, you know what? I think it happened the year before. I think it happened the year before. I thought it was in 97. It, yeah, that would be the yeah. year before 98. Yeah, yeah, so it was like four yeah. or five so, months before the show. Oh, right. I'm all fucked up. January is the first month of 98. It would be, yes. that's. <laughs> it would have been June. It would have been June um, the year before. Okay, there you go. Was, yeah. Ozfest weekend and I drove there like a week after I graduated. Yep. So, and so apparently, I remember I remember Phil from Pantera talk shit about him while they were on stage. About Vince? No, about Tyson biting Holyfield. So that was what I was going to say is there's no such thing as bad publicity with Vince, right? Because he takes a uh-huh. guy that's getting all this publicity for the wrong reasons and he puts him in the fucking main event of his next WrestleMania. And guess yeah, what? Even if you're, it worked, dude. <laughs> oh yeah, that dude. So many buys because of Tyson. Yeah, that was like their biggest, biggest one of all time, and that was the thing where it was like, <coughs> we're gonna lose money on this WrestleMania because we have to pay Tyson so much, but it's gonna be worth it because it, it was it all was. over ESPN, all of the news channels, all of the sports channels. Everybody was talking about Tyson showing up at WrestleMania, and this mm-hmm. was like the lighting of the match. Like this right. sparked the whole thing, dude. Genius move by Vince. Ge- say what yeah. you will about Tyson and the way Vince does things. This was fucking genius. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Like you said, no, no, uh, bad public, pu- no bad publicity. There's no such thing, even There's- if it's for rape. <laughs> well, I don't think we knew about that until later, right? Like as far no, as he'd, kn- he'd been, no, he'd been to prison and back by by this, this point? point. He had, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I thought yeah, because he later. went away. What- what did he do between 1990 and 1998? Oh, I thought he was just banging Robin Givens. No, fuck no. Uh, no, he went to prison in like 95 or something. For that? Oh, shit. Because okay. he got out He got out and fought Holyfield. Oh, well, there you go. Still, no such yeah. thing as oh, bad no, publicity. He was, yeah, he was a convicted oh. rapist at this point. Like, he wasn't even like a accused rapist. He wasn't like a Kang, uh, you know. Uh, <laughs> Supposedly. Whatever, uh, whatever that guy's name is. Yeah. My God, it's Kang. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, King the Conqueror. <laughs> Anyways, 
the the the, ver, the jury's still out on him. Oh, Anyways, but it probably won't be by the time you hear this. <laughs> the next match is for the WWF Intercontinental Championship. The champion, The Rock, Rocky Maivia, taking on Ken Shamrock. I went to pee during this match. Because I noticed, I noticed my seat is empty. Uh, I thought you meant like when you were reviewing it, you literally got up to go Dang. pee. Like Al no, Snow was while, or something. No, while I was at the show. <laughs> were you peeing or were yeah, you was... re-cheesing your friend's nachos? Yeah, this is a, yeah, I was re-cheesing the kids' nachos. <laughs> that would have been a good move, dude. I was, I was re-cheesing my, my friend's uh, sweater. <laughs> he walked off to win the European title. <laughs> um a fast start to the match the rock ran the ropes as fast as i've ever seen anyone and he took a karate kick to the chest and he takes a powder which was awesome like he was moving so fast and shamrock was so fast with his feet yep and to do that and not legit kick the shit kick a hole in the guy's chest yeah he probably you know I mean? like legit needed a breather like okay <laughs> hold on he might have yeah, yeah yeah i mean he hit the mat hard too just the way the way he was moving so fast the way he hit you know it was like a sean bump you know yeah it was yep. awesome. Um, she, Rock gets back in. Shamrock jumps up on his shoulders for a Hurricane Rana, and dr Rock drops him in like a revert, like an electric chair. But he, uh, or he drops forward like an electric chair would be instead of backward. But he clotheslines him on the top rope, and that's which was a fucking badass move. Would you say Rock and is I, in his prime here? No, I think the Rock is several years from his prime. When do you think his prime years are? Because Ken Shamrock Shit. is clearly in his prime here. Shamrock's in his prime, and Shamrock wasn't around too much longer after this. Well, he didn't you know, have he a long a WWE run. career anyway. But I yeah, mean, given his there. his UFC career plus his WWE career plus whatever came after, these are his prime years right here. Like this is like mint condition Shamrock. Like you're not going to get a better version of him. But The Rock, yeah. I don't know, dude. If I he's mean, not prime, I'm I'm thinking he's damn close. Well, it depends what you mean by prime. I guess. I mean, if you mean like as far as how On athletic that comparison, he was, I would say he's getting um, close. He's not there yet, but definitely in the right. This direction. might be the most because he's about a year this, and a half removed from his debut, almost. Right. Yeah, yeah. And he, when you think about the Rock's career, it was over. I mean, regular appearances, they kind of stopped in what O two. Yeah, so he's four years from that. So his total career, like full on nonstop, we're talking. Six years? Yeah, I mean, he did have it for being the legend he is. He had a short run. And here like he's Austin. in year two. So if yeah, he's no, not prime rock, it's damn close, dude. I don't think it's even close at all, dude. I think he got way, way better. I would say, I mean, when he worked with Hogan, or at least, uh, no, 17. I would say three years from now is when he really peaked. I think that's when rock was at his best. Because I think that was the best thing he ever did was that that year's feud with Austin was probably the best thing he, either of those guys ever did. Okay, so you're saying like 2000, 2001 is prime rock. I think so. Okay, so yeah. here we're just getting young yeah. rock. This is young rock. Yeah, working a different style. You know, he was much more, um, I don't want to say athletic, but he wasn't running the ropes like this a few years later. True. But he didn't have to. Yeah. You know? Okay. Um. Yeah. So uh, they get outside and rock's working them over. Uh, but when they get back in, Shamrock makes a comeback. But the Rock cuts him off with the swing DDT and goes right into a chin lock. And that swing DDT was so great the way he would do it. It was so crisp, um, dude. He had that move just timed perfectly. He really did, yeah. Um, then he starts hitting some stiff forearms to Shamrock's back that you can hear. But I rewound it and I couldn't see anyone slapping a leg or anything like that. Like, I think he was actually 
you know, connecting in just such a way. You wouldn't think a forearm to the back would make that sound. Um, you think Shamrock told him to do that? I mean, Shamrock's the one that told him to hit him in the face with a chair. He was going to kick the shit out of him. He probably knows how to control oh, his yeah, back uh, just to get get the impact for it. So, I don't know. Yeah, and a good sound. and Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. If The Rock is hitting Shamrock hard enough to make noise, I'm sure no. Shamrock's giving him the okay. He or, has you know to. What I mean? Yeah, otherwise he's getting a receipt. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, you're not stiffing Shamrock. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, And then Shamrock finally catches him with, it was like a weird suplex and we get a double down but then Shamrock gets up first and he goes crazy and starts screaming and then here come the nation because this is when the rock is still in the nation right and they test toss him a set of uh brass knucks um he hits Shamrock while the referee's distracted and he stuffs him into Shamrock's tights which was really bizarre you're, you're like what is dude are you trying to fucking grab his dick and I'd, pretend you're hiding I'd never seen that I was like never seen that before no, yeah it was Bay really Area. weird so you know <laughs> we're all for it but 98 you don't do that on, you don't do that on tv in 98 um then uh shamrock hits a belly to belly while the referee's distracted and uh the referee turns around and the rocks down one two three shamrock wins the ic title we think he did because then yep. the rock says ref check his dick yep he's he's got he's got him through a set of nucks the ref checks his dick removes the set of nucks from his dick and he reverses the decision, and he takes a belly to belly and an ankle lock for his troubles. This was a classic dusty finish, dude. It absolutely. Was. How many uh, times did taking, we see this? Taking an ankle lock. He's getting his yeah, bumps in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, the, and the other referees run in to stop it, and then he like he screams, and they say, "Oh fuck it!" Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> screw it. They 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 run right out of there. We're good. We're good. Yep, yep. But dude, I can't yeah, tell you yeah. how many times in the 80s I saw this exact finish, minus the road roid rage at the end, but like this kind of a finish where you think a guy has won the title and oh, wait, just kidding. They this was just like it seemed like a love letter to Dusty Rhodes. Right, right. I loved it. I thought yeah. it was great. I'm like that's that's awesome. It was a little tip mm-hmm. of the cap to Dusty and all those classic Dusty finishes from the 80s. It makes you it makes you yeah, think totally. about the weather in uh in San Jose around that time. Eddie's able to wear shorts. Maybe it was cold enough for Ken Shamrock to not feel, I don't know, a metal handpiece <laughs> stuffed into his junk. It's shrinkage, Jerry. Shrinkage. <laughs> Maybe they warmed it up beforehand. <laughs> Could be the case. They knew it was go they they knew it was going over his dick. <laughs> They're not, you know what I mean? They're not, they're not animals. <laughs> sure. Of course. <laughs> that makes me think of brass knucks in bad ways. Okay. What? <laughs> Never mind. Okay. All right. All right. It's better. Anyways. It's better that way. Uh, next, next match is for the WWF Tag Team Championships in we'll get to the uh, promos uh, in a bit but the champions are the New Age Outlaws Billy Gunn and Road Dog wearing Brett Favre jerseys taking on the Legion of Doom and it was- I hated yes. that so much so did Oh, he did. Oh, he's wearing the Niner sweater. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I wanted, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Sh- 
I don't remember where they met in the playoffs, if it was NFC title or one of the previous rounds, but I knew that they met at some point in the 98 playoffs and got a... F- it was it was literally like the previous weekend, I Adam. They had knocked the, the Niners Packers, off. But at, yeah, same. But at now that I've understood sports and fan bases, I'd like to... S- I'd like to think that I don't hate the Packers. I very much respect the Packers. I just hated Brett Favre. Really? Like, it was Brett Favre that you hated? I guess so. But there was also, uh, maybe it was uh, the following year, there was that uh, game with the catch three, the one to T.O., I think uh, he attacked a Niner player. That was the following year. Okay. The following year. That happened in 99. Yeah, it's... I mean, it's just I'm a little kid then. I Brett Favre is beating the Niners, so of course I'm gonna cry. But the I, and then just to add on top of that, he attacks a Niners player, but then again the Niners player is ch- uh, charging after him. Yeah. <laughs> and and it's also ironic that you're playing music from a show that takes place in Chicago, another rival of the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I didn't know that. Nice. Oh yeah. But yeah, this was a classic heel move. Oh, yeah. Right? Exa- like, you come in wearing the, the opposing team's gear. They had just beat the home team the week before. And they won. Like, on- that's immediate heat. Oh, wait. I think they won the previous Super Bowl. But still, I mean, you're on that hot streak. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So th- that was the perfect way to get all of the heat on you. I mean, people were going to be cheering LOD anyway. But now you've walked into a pretty much pro-Niner home wearing the team that beat your home team the previous week you're wearing their gear oh dude it was on like the crowd was just so Mm -hmm. fucking heated at them it was great cheap heat however you can get it that's right and he was looking up brett (laughs) he was looking up brett Favre and finding pictures yeah who 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 are we talking about (laughs) (laughs) you know this was one of those things like i'm such an lod fan Always have been. I think this may have been the first time I saw LOD live. I don't think it's I... definitely s- my first time. Yeah, I don't think I saw them before this. I wanted them okay. to win the title so bad, but it was one of those... <coughs> excuse me, think. It was one of those things where you know it's not LOD's time anymore. Their time yeah. has come and yeah. their time has gone. It's time to pass that torch. And everything, all signs pointed towards the NAO are the next guys up, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. LOD is going to have to be the guys that kind of hand the torch over and, okay, go do your thing. And I hated every single fucking minute of this, dude, because I <laughs> I knew where it was going, and I knew their time right. had passed. And this, as an LOD fan, this match hurt, dude, because I knew where it was going. Yeah. Recent yeah, you can head see it. shaving. Totally. Just yes, the yeah. They humiliated LOD, dude. The whole but that was what they had younger sad. versus older, and yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they took all those humiliations and put them into a video package at the beginning of the match. <laughs> yeah, yeah that it sad, wasn't that sad music. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. It was like the, it was like the music from the Magnum TA video. <laughs> right, you expect to see you expect to be the, see the Road Warriors mom show up. Fuck. I thought it was Magnum's grandma. It was weird that it wasn't necessarily necessarily sparking hope. It it wasn't like a full-on farewell goodbye video, but it was leaning towards that. It was a little weird. It kind of was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. They they didn't come off looking good. No, not at all. And they didn't come off looking any better in the match. No. Um, 
they start out strong. They, they started out strong and they did some cool stuff. It was like right away, um, Road Dog took a power bomb. Yeah. Um, and then Billy Gunn breaks it up and they take a break. They're fuck this. Let's go back and regroup. Yep. Um, and uh, <laughs> yeah, I I forgot that they. I didn't really pay attention to the video package. Other than I was so distracted by the music, I didn't even. I forgot about the head shaving thing, and I noticed it right now when those guys take a break. And I was like, Hawks missing one side of his hair like X Pac, yeah, with the eyebrow, with the eyebrow, right? Reminded yeah. me of X Pac's eyebrow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Road Dog somehow got his mouth busted open. Yep. And um, so, uh, so the Road Warriors are in complete control at the beginning. Hawk does a rude awakening. Um, Billy tags in. It does not matter. Hawk just destroys him right away. So it's not like to cut the ring off. It's like whatever tag. I'm gonna fuck you up too. Yep. This is a typical Road Which Warriors play by play match, dude. Like this is. I how... was just gonna say that. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Um. And then Animal Power slams Billy. Dog runs in. He takes a slam. And Animal tries to fire up the crowd. Fails. And I was like, man, was that when Vince decided to cut him? Because they're beating, they're doing all the Road Warrior shit, beating the shit out of them. Yeah. The crowd isn't really that interested. Animal yeah. tries to get them f- fired up, and we all just sat there. And that that was the problem, right? Is LOD's time had come and gone. Like, the, the, mm-hmm. the crowd was not there for LOD anymore. You know, those those days of the LOD pop, not really there yeah, anymore. Exactly. This, that yeah, exactly. That moment right there was a prime example. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, the outlaws take over and they get animal outside and I meant to write, they fuck him up, but I actually wrote fuck him, um, oh. by mistake. Well, I did this on my phone on the plane. Oh, is that um, a disqualification? So, yeah. Yeah. It, uh, I don't think so. I don't think there are any rules explicitly saying you can't do that. Oh, okay. So, um, yeah. So the road warriors take him outside and fuck him. Um, and he kind of, he kind of goes under the ring for some reason. And they seem to stall getting in the ring. I think he might have been hurt. Do you think he got hurt? They shot him in the steps. It seemed to me like he might have gotten hurt. Maybe. Yeah. And I'm like, why is he under the ring? Um, and then Hawk gets in the ring and starts beating the shit up, beating the shit out of them. The referee's constantly distracted, and the matches became kind of a clusterfuck. Yeah. And then, then they end up handcuffing Hawk to the turnbuckle, and then Animal gets back in. So I have no idea why he was under the ring. I don't. Maybe threw up under there. I was or gonna say maybe he vomited, dude. Kind of just occurred to me, dude. Do you think he did? Do you think Animal threw up under the ring? Or he was sitting there crying because the crowd didn't cheer for him when he tried to pump them up. <laughs> Could have done that too. He didn't, want, he didn't want them to see his tears. Yeah, don't let him see you cry, brother. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. That's, Redo the paint under well, the it ring. It was a weird. <laughs> it was a weird match, dude. It was. Um. So they got so they got Hawks handcuffed. Animal does like the shittiest pin I've ever seen on one of them. I forget who. And at this point, my notes say what's going on in this match. <laughs> um, Billy goes for a top ro- top rope crossbody. Animal catches him and he almost drops him on his damn head in a power slam. Completely fucks that up. Um, he pins Dog, and it ends with a chair. How did it fin- How did it end? I don't even remember. It just turned into like a clusterfuck. So Hawk is still handcuffed to the ring post. And they basically okay. start beating Animal down with the chair, and the referee calls for a DQ. So Road Warriors win. Okay, okay. Yeah, and then Hawk I breaks the it, handcuff off, makes the save. They kept doing not yeah. like the traditional chair shots; the ones just hard top piece straight down. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. And then was this the last we saw of him? And then they came back as LOD two thousand. Uh, yes, that was a 14, right? Yep. And then, then, then they put that, then that's what Sonny had to do. They gave Sonny something to do. Or they may have lost a match like on a Monday night raw or something 
to the mm-hmm. NAO because I don't think okay. they were at that February pay per view. We reviewed that pay per view, and I don't think LOD was at that. So yeah, I think, I think right. yeah, I think there was a break between Rumble and Mania, and they repackaged yeah. LOD. Which that's exactly what everybody wanted. <laughs> uh, uh, repackaged LOD. I mean, uh, yeah, we had to have that. Yeah, with goalie. Yeah, masks. with motorcycle. I mean, they helmets. were at, yeah. They were at the Shark Tank. Uh, there was plenty of hockey gear. They probably found some that Nabokov wasn't using and threw some paint on <laughs> <Yeah>. it. Yeah. <laughs> right. It was terrible, man. Yeah, it was shit. And that's it for that was match. Was Nabokov playing by this point? I believe so. Yes. Maybe. Anyways. Yep. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Nabokov. No, it was um, Urbe. In I think Urbe was yeah. still the goalie. So yep. Nab- I think Nabokov was like in the 2000s. More 2000s. Okay. Yeah. All right. Nabby. One of my favorite goalies. He's, he's a beast. Might have been Belfour, actually. Might have been their goalie in 98. Either way, there was gear back there. Anyways. There was gear. Yes. Uh, throughout the night, everyone has been looking for Stone Cold Steve Austin there was even a nice uh, foam finger gesture left for the Nation of Domination at one point. Uh, I forget who got jumped at by... Somebody else got jumped uh, in another part. But yeah, everyone's looking for Austin. He ha- hasn't been found since driving in. And that leads us to the Royal Rumble. Uh, so... Pretty much your stand standard uh, rules. Every was it two minutes or ninety seconds? I think it was a minute and a half. Felt, I didn't yeah. hear them say, but it felt like a minute and a half. Minute and a half minutes. Okay. Even if they even yeah. if they said two minutes by the pace, it was feeling like minute and a half. But they probably it said was, that yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah. I think it was. Yeah. But your uh, first two entrants. Uh, number one is Cactus Jack. Number two. Chainsaw Charlie. So, this is now three in a row and, with Terry Funk. It, ex- oh, you're right. Yeah, yep. this three, yeah. Look at that. It's Terry Rule Funk threes and Sunny. Close, close. Yep, yep. Roll three. So we got to not talk about him on the next one. Right, right. Um, how the fuck did Kevin Dunn think we wouldn't know that was Terry Funk? I mentioned uh, that on the Terry Funk uh, episode, but watching him walk to the ring, I was like. Is he fucking stupid? Well, I mean, he did pull up the the pantyhose later in the match, but, 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 like. But before that, and just the way he moves, it, you know, yeah. like if you've ever seen Terry Funk even once or twice, you could tell it's so obvious. It's like when Andre was the fucking giant the machine. machine, yeah. Or it was like it'd be like Kevin Dunn thinking no one's gonna recognize fucking Mister America, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or fucking uh, the uh, Edge and Christian as the Conquistadors, like it's so obvious like to the point it, it would be a gimmick like you would do it ironically yeah but that's fucking kevin dunn i guess he knows nothing about fucking wrestling you know or he gives us very little credit as fans yeah or he thinks we're fucking idiots. right right yeah jesus christ yeah um so chainsaw's got the chainsaw and he used to come out with the chainsaw and you take the blade off the chainsaw you know you take the chain off but the motor keeps running, and you still get the chainsaw sound. Okay, thank which is what goodness. I thought he did with this. I was very worried about that. Well, yeah. <laughs> no, that's what I, that's what I thought he did with this until he had like a, he and Cactus do like a sword fight thing with a chair and the chainsaw, and sparks shot off of that chair. This had oh, a damn shit. chain on it. <laughs> yeah, so if that gone if that gone sideways, you know somebody could have gotten fucked up. Well, Cactus has lost an ear. What does he care about a finger? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, he don't yeah care. that slipped. 
And I mean, a chainsaw has a kill switch on it. You have to hold it with both hands. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever used one, but if either your hands comes off of it, it's got two, it's basically got two switches that turn it on. So if it were to slip out of one of Terry's hands, it's got a kill switch on it, like a clutch that'll immediately make it stop spinning. But still. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's but, scary. But it was a real chainsaw with a real chain. It's already on it. loaded with chairs and uh, trash cans in the ring, and this chainsaw just sitting there, still going. It's like, get that fucking thing yeah. out of there, for God's sake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then Terry takes the funniest chair shot to the head I've ever seen. Like, he sells it like when Polly Shore gets punched in Son-in-Law. <laughs> like, he just sort of, like, he, except he doesn't go down all the way. He just staggers around. It was fucking funny, dude. Um, if anyone doesn't know what I'm talking about, look up. The, it's got to be on YouTube. Polly Shore oh, yeah. getting punched in Son-in-Law, yeah. Um, but that's what it reminded me of. And then uh, next entry three, comes in. Tom, Tom Brandy. Tom Brandy. He's right in and he's right out. Yep, as it should be. And then number four, we get The Rock, which I'm not sure if we were even sure he was in it, you know, because a lot of times... If you were in a previous you, if match. If you were in a match, yeah. you're not in it. So I don't know if we knew he was going to be in it or not, but here comes The Rock at number four, and you get a Rock Sucks <coughs> chant, yep. and he gets a garbage can put over his head, and they beat the shit out of him with chairs, Pinata which has got to be just... <laughs> Yep. All I can think is you put your fingers in your ears because that's got to be hell on your eardrums. Oh, dude, yeah. So and he falls loud. out. But yeah, he falls out between the ropes. It's fucking Listeners, hilarious. Don't try to find that out. That logic. <laughs> uh, yeah, take our word for yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then with all this excitement going on, Number here five, comes Mosh. Mosh. Number five. Um, and then uh, I'm gonna go through these kind of quickly, um, but um. Terry misses a moonsault. And then number six. We got Phineas Godwin. Who's looking at his feet through his entire entrance. <laughs> He's looking down like fucking uh, like Charlie Brown after Lucy kicks the takes the football <laughs> from him. Like or like um like uh the kid in Arrested Development, you know? <laughs> Like he's like that, like with his head down, like all sad. It was weird. He's like, like I was like, is he checking to see his boots are tied or something, or is there shit on the ramp? And he's just making, he's watching a step. I don't know what was going on. Hillbilly Jim was with him, wasn't he? No, because those guys were heels at this point. Oh, they were heel. Okay, got it. They were heels. Yeah, yeah. They were Hillbilly was with him, I think, after Sonny. Okay, but I actually can't remember. Okay. I can't remember for sure. He might have been with him at the beginning, but no, he wasn't here because these guys were heels now. Okay. Um. And Number then, seven, eight ball, who, which is a missed opportunity, obviously off by one, <laughs> right? right? Yeah, just, come on now. Yeah, you'd think they would do that, you know? Like, um, they made uh, when they when perfect ten Ty was Dillinger. Number exactly two years in a row, yeah. right? Exactly, yeah. Ty Dillinger, yeah, yeah, it made yeah, sense. Ty Dillinger. Yep. Number yeah. number yeah. eight, Blackjack Bradshaw, with the letters B J on his trunks. Yep. And he goes right after the smallest guy in the match, Mosh. <laughs> That's such a JBL thing to do. <laughs> I know, exactly right. <laughs> if you missed our JBL as a dick episode. Yeah, go back and check that one out. Cactus Jack had gotten uh, tossed in the interim, by the way, by Chainsaw Charlie. Right, right, right. Uh, yeah, I think I forgot to write that down. Um, yeah, he wasn't in there very long. And then... Um, Rock had Terry completely upside down on the apron, and this had to be a Terry Funk. Terry Funk had to call this spot because um, you know he's been in a billion battle royals. Yep. He had him completely upside down on the apron, and Terry had Rock's head in the leg scissors, which was cool. Like, Rock's got him 
So Terry's head is off the apron. If he were to let go of Rock with his legs, he'd land on his head on the on the fucking floor. But he's got his head's his legs wrapped around Rock's head, almost like a triangle uh, choke or something, which is a really just a cool Terry Funk spot. And then next number nine, Owen Hart. He gets jumped by Jarrett, Jeff Jarrett, and Cornette on the way to the ring. Yeah, full on swing on the, yeah, with on the, the racket. Damn. Yeah, barely had time Fox. to acknowledge the crowd, and then bang, hit from behind. Yeah, yeah, and he never makes it to the ring. Right, and uh, Jr. actually said that he thought Owen was out of the rumble at this point. He did. He said that, and he also said that Cornette is a stain on the underwear of life. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you, sir? Which, which probably half the people listening to this podcast would agree with. <laughs> Those with poor taste, anyway. Yeah. Number number, 10, number 10, Steve Blackman. Steve Blackman really needed the glow sticks, I think. Yeah. Remember when he had those glowing sticks and he would spin them and twist them and all that yeah, shit? Yeah, he did a fucking and rave. Did this... Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. It was like a really cool entrance, but without him, he was as dull as fucking... Chris Masters. <laughs> Chris Masters. <laughs> no. How dare you? <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know. I know. He had some... He had yeah. plenty of body hair at this time, so there was bodily resistance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He was just boring. I mean, just boring. There's a complete lack of fucking personality. He's I mean, charisma guy, vacuum. He, yeah, he couldn't get heat if he were on fire. Right. We're Nowadays, uh, we're talking about Riz. Ri- yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what the young people say. Fucking young people. You're still one of them for now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to... Hold uh, on to that. When who's, I can, who's next? Uh, while I can. Number 11, D. Lo Brown. And he and The Rock immediately get yeah. into it. Crazy. It's, mm-hmm. I guess it really is every man for himself. It really is. And I think that was the point of this. Yeah. To just really. And, and they've had that. They had like uh, one of the Rumbles, the first two in the ring racks and Smash, and they just beat the shit out of each other. You know, they, they awesome. weren't like, let's wait for number three and gang up on them like smart people would be. You know, toss people one at a time like a team. I think that no, was eighty nine. Right people still talk about that when Axe and was, Smash yeah. were one and two. Yeah, and that's when they do those like gimmicky kind of um, number pairings, like Terry and Cactus, right? right? Even though he's not Terry. Well, I think at this point they were acknowledging that he was Terry. Yeah, yeah. When or, he pulled up, um, the th- he pulled up the pantyhose during the match and was like, "It's me, it's me." Yeah, yeah it, but I think we, I think on TV he already been acknowledged as him. Okay, but so that was what it was. Let's put these two legends out there together who were notorious. I want to say two thousand or so two thousand one. The Hardy Boys were one and two. Yeah, yeah. There you go. They've done that a million times, just not with eight ball. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> eight ball. Num- Come on now. Number twelve, Kurgan. Drunk fact, I saw Kurgan the next night in a van with Harvey Whippleman driving it in Fresno. Really? Yeah, because remember we went to the Raw in Fresno the next night, the one where Tyson got into the ring with Austin? Yeah, where your brother held a sign up that said, back up, I have a gun. That Yeah, that was in the so car. The car the that was home. tailgating us, yeah. The car was tailgating us, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't remember um, seeing that. I don't think, we didn't drive together. So we were going to separate cars. So it was after the show on the way to the car. No, but I was with you on the way back. So maybe I didn't get a ride. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Maybe I didn't get a ride with you there, but. So maybe it was on the way. All I remember is he was in a van. Um, Oh, you know what, though? I'm totally wrong. That was Giant Silva. It wasn't Kurgan. Oh. I'm mixing up my fucking uh, oddities. Oddities. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. It was Giant Silva. Anyway, Harvey Whippleman was driving him in a van in Fresno. Either way. And that was. That was the my first time in Fresno, 
and not my last, but I think I've only been there two more times. Either way, yeah, Adventures Times yeah. in Fresno. And, and I plan on keeping it that way. <laughs> yeah. It's Fresno. Yeah, unless unless they do WrestleMania Fresno, I don't think I'm going there again. <laughs> unless Iron Maiden's um, last show is in Fresno. Yeah, right. That'd be the <laughs> that'd be the one California show there as I skip. <laughs> um he tosses Mosh kind of right so... away, but he sorry, sorry. <laughs> um, he tosses Mosh fairly quickly, but he doesn't really do the monster thing you'd expect. You'd think at this point because now the ring's pretty crowded. Yeah, so you'd think he'd be like Kurgan, go out there and toss like four guys, clear the ring out a little bit, make room for more people. Yeah, that's totally how they handle the giant. So yeah, the like giant maybe in. every increment of five, maybe don't <laughs> eliminate five, but yeah, it took a while for Cost that pattern three. to start. Yeah. It's it's usually more than that. It'll be eight or nine, and then the toss guys till we get back down to five, yeah, you know, yeah. to where the ring and a giant would be the perfect time to do that, to, yeah. in person to do that. But they didn't do that. I don't know if maybe you know, look looking back, I don't know if they'd thought to arrange these matches that way at that point. You know, Royal Rumbles are very different now from what this from this. Yeah, that, that is sense. true. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, because there's a big. Not a whole lot. Like now, you have a lot of high spots in a Royal Rumble. You didn't really have a lot of that back then. Mm-hmm. You know, you have your Kofi shit, and I don't know. They'll just have a lot of cool spots sprinkled throughout. This was sort of like a. It's almost like a Hogan match, you know. <laughs> like if you look at it, it's like an hour long Hogan match. Like it starts out hot, and then there's a pretty long lull in the middle, and then it picks back up at the end. Yep. Well, good point. Yeah. Yeah. And on to the yep. next one. Number 13, accompanied by Sable, Marvelous Mark Marrow. You phrased that wrong. Accompanied by yes. Mark Marrow, yes. Sable. <laughs> yes. Because Mark Marrow was not the star in this. And he got in the ring and was not a star at all. I forgot he was in there yeah. for a long time until I would see Sable walk in front of the camera. Yeah. He just kind of forgot. He, he got in there, threw a couple punches, and sort of blended into the background. Yeah, he was the necessary evil for us to see Sable, so we accepted it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, number 14, Ken Shamrock. He comes in and immediately drops Kurgan, and then they gang up on him, and they all toss him the way you would do with the Giant, and I actually wrote that was kind of the first high spot of the match. Yeah, it, w- it was, for sure. Like, the first kind of really exciting thing that happened since the fucking chainsaw the fight chainsaw at the beginning. Chainsaw on the chair, yep. So, and that was, what, 14? He was number 14? Yeah. 14, yeah. So we're basically halfway through the match, and, like, the first major bit of excitement happened number 15 thrasher i didn't even write him down <laughs> yeah it's it's just i mean it was uh, uneventful because you didn't really have both of them together yeah what do you right. say about thrasher the lame head there uh, yeah that that the one who that, didn't even go on to a gimmick to where he wanted to fuck what, his mom. What can you say about Thrasher? <laughs> By this point, they were two years away from the Atlanta franchise. Ah, good point. That's it. More sports reference. A lot of sports talk. It's like I'm doing a podcast with Gary Radnich over here. Don't ever compare me to <laughs> Gary Radnich. I'm more of a Vern Glenn guy. Or Mark Ibanez. <laughs> or Mike Rome. Is that Mike the guy's Rome. name? Mike Rome. Jim, Jim Rome, Rome, Jim Rome. I like locally. Jim Rome. Larry Beal is cool. I've been working on my Stephen A. impressions lately, but yeah. <laughs> Let's not do it here. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no one will get it. Yes. Uh, unless, unless, listen. Oh shit! You said his name again, dude. Now you have more editing. <laughs> yeah. It's to be a lot of bleeps on this episode. Yeah, you said his full name again. So yeah, we I can know. say fuck <laughs> and ass. 
and shit <laughs> and titties. I'm going to edit in ooh, 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 and everyone's going to think I went to the Rumble with Benoit. <laughs> which would make sense, which would, which would make sense given the story I told about him. <laughs> shit. <laughs> oh, boy. Number, right, number keep, keep 16, going, Mankind. What? And he goes, yeah. So this is the second face of Foley. And he goes right after Terry and tosses him. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And Revenge. I will get to, and, and later we will get to why mankind came in at the wrong spot. Oh. All right. Uh, number 17, the artist formerly known as Goldust. He had time to change. And Goldust yep. changed. Yeah, he, he changed his clothes. He's dressed like a fucking, like a Diet Coke can. <laughs> or like a, like a Coors, uh, you know, Coors Light can, right? He was like in silver. That's right. Yep. Yeah, he's dressed like the silver bullet. Silver <laughs> with painted black uh, bikini or on it. Yeah, exactly. Why? Yeah. Uh, and he tosses Mankind. Yep. Number 18, Jeff Jarrett. I forgot that at this point, Double J was NWA champ. Yeah, I was trying to see like, okay, he's holding a belt. And I was like, oh, fuck, that's right. NWA champion. Yeah, I totally forgot. This is when they were doing that NWA thing where the crossover brought in, yep. um, yeah, he brought in um, the Rock, Rock and Roll, Roll Express, Express yep. right, and Severn, Dan Severn. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was that, whose phone was that? That was me. That was somebody's computer. That was me. Okay. Okay. Um, and then Owen finally shows up, and he goes yep. after Jarrett, tosses him as the clock is counting down, and my favorite comes out next. Number nineteen, the Honky Tonk Man. I marked out so hard at this show when this happened because I love the Honky Tonk Man. I thought the Honky Tonk Man was the fucking greatest. Now, he wasn't, uh, <coughs> excuse me, he wasn't too far removed from his last appearance, right? Because he managed Road Dog. He managed Road Dog, and I think, didn't he manage Road Dog and Billy Gunn? No, he managed Billy Gunn and, um, was it Billy Gunn and Road Dog? Were Rockabilly? That's right. He managed Billy Gunn, not Road Dog. He- and then Road oh, no, Dog just, got him to separate from Honky Tonk Man, I think. That's what. That's right. Just Billy Gunn was Rockabilly. Yes, Rockabilly that's was right. a tag team. That's right. I was thinking it was a tag team. Yeah, he managed him. And then, yeah, this was not long after that. Yeah. So it wasn't like one of those. This wasn't like Edge coming back. Right? It's not like Honky no. was last seen in 1990. And all of a sudden, here he is showing up at the 98 Rumble. It wasn't like Edge coming back. But it was still like, okay, this is a cool surprise. And it, this is before surprises were common. Yes, exactly. You know, like, I was, now, yeah. Exactly. Now you expect them. If you don't get one or two a year, you're actually disappointed. You're like, what the fuck? Um, I feel gypped. Yeah. Yeah. A year or two ago, there were none. And someone on Twitter like was bearing the match. Like the only reason people watch these matches is to see who makes a surprise return. And I was like, dude, that's like a modern thing. Like until 20 years ago or maybe 15 years ago, that was not common. Right. You know, like right. nobody first. I was like, first of all, nobody watches them for that. We watch to see who's going to fucking win and go to WrestleMania. Right. But that's like saying you watch like, a Marvel movie for the fucking Easter egg at the end. Like, come on. Like, that's not exactly, why you watch yeah. the whole thing. Right, right. But that's not like a thing that goes back to the beginning of the Royal Rumble or anything like that. It's not like some right. long tradition. It's something they exactly. started relatively recently. Yeah. And he would have been one of the first ones. I want to say, um, not Mil Mascaris. Was it Mil Mascaris? Was in one? Uh, I think you're thinking Carlos Colon. No, no. I'm thinking of a guy in a mask. I think there was a dude in a mask. Oh, it was probably um, Mascaris then. I think it was Mascaris was in one, you know, a couple years before this. But yeah, it was really cool to see Honky because you were not expecting a surprise. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I mean, I was a, such a huge Honky Tonk fan. Well, who is so, it? 
Yeah, exactly. Wasn't he's they, they only he's the said of all that, time. Like, this right. was only his second appearance in the Rumble. Mm-hmm. Damn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Right. Number yep. twenty. Yep. Ahmed Johnson. And let's go on to the next Num- one. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, Ahmed Johnson could barely get in the ring. It seems like he went under. He went under the bottom rope and just took like twenty seconds to stand up. Yeah. You know, it may be just something to do with the 20 pounds of knee pads he was wearing. I don't know. <laughs> sure looked like it. His legs look like Ryback's arms. Yeah, right. All yeah, the shit yeah, exactly. all over him. Like, what the hell? Yeah, his legs were wrapped up like a mummy. <laughs> <laughs> I still loved Ahmed Johnson, though. What can I say? Number 21, yeah. Mark Henry. Uh, Mark Henry, yeah. He, um, uh, I think I'm kind of lost on my notes. <laughs> Um, he gets into tosses. I might be jumping ahead. Um, he at some point, so I might be fucked up here. I might be, I might have my notes kind of out of order. Um, I did have, so my next note after Ahmed can barely stand up by the ring is this is like the customary lull in the match before things heat up, you know, just things kind of slow down. Like not, not much has happened besides Owen coming in. Um, well, nobody entered at uh, 22. Nobody entered at 22. Yeah. So that kind of created which, like a three minute. Which I kept wondering. Minute. Yeah. Like, was somebody supposed to. Well, I mean, so, somebody. I was don't know what happened to, there. But... I, well, well, they teased. Was it Austin? Did somebody jump him backstage? And that was supposed to be Austin. Right. So right. I think that was the reason why they did that. Um, there was a really weird spot where Mark Henry tosses powder in Ahmed's eyes. Kind of right. And it was like right as the clock was counting down. So there wasn't even a payoff for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Ahmed just kind of dropped to his knees, which is a weird way to sell that too. Yes. And then it took and then it took Mark Henry like a minute to toss him. Yeah. Well, him and, and D'Lo like, why? got rid of him. They dumped him. Him and D'Lo, yeah, they ganged up on him. <laughs> and like, and then the, the shit got kind of crazy for a minute because like that happened. And then right after that, Phineas gets tossed over the top rope. He takes a backdrop yeah. and wiped Jack Dome the fuck oh, out, dude. dude. Yeah. His yeah. feet came down right on the back on of Jack Dome, which was turned... Right on the back of his head. Yeah. Like, I'm, it probably knocked him out. I mean, he went down and did not move, and I never really saw when he started moving again. Yeah. Um, but he fucked him up good, dude. I hope that, I hope he got a, a extra payout for that fucking one. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Number 23, Kama Mustafa. Okay, so I do have that next, so I didn't miss anyone. Uh, the crowd goes mild <laughs> because, because everyone's just waiting for Austin at this point. But now the nation's in the ring. All, now the all nation's but in one. The I mean, yeah. not yeah. Farouk D-Lo. yet, but not the Farouk yet. But you got D'Lo, you got Kama, and you've got the Rock. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Number twenty-four, Stone Cold Steve Austin. And this is what the whole place has been waiting for all night. It was like they were bottled you know, up. It's like, like this was the moment. Yeah, exactly. And that's how it always one was when Austin was on a show. Yep. You know, everyone was there to see that dude. That dude sold more tickets than fucking anyone. Yep. Um. Even like the best parts of the show were very, very like a far secondary. Um, everyone turns to, toward the aisle, which at this point I realized the aisle's on the wrong side. I didn't, ca- I just hadn't noticed it until this point, like compared to now. So if you're watching hard camera, the aisle's on the left now, and it has been for yeah, ever. You're right. Here it was on the right, and then I remembered later on, kind of where I was sitting. I did remember that the aisle was on my left because of the way the show ends, which we'll get to. Um, but he comes in, he starts tossing fools. This is where you start clearing the ring out, and Austin tosses, like, I don't know, three, four guys. Um, 
And uh, he chokes D'Lo with his vest, which was cool. <laughs> yeah, right away, Very Austin awesome tosses to Marrow and eight ball. Okay, like, gone, eight boom, ball. boom. Like, that's how a giant should enter, but they saved mm-hmm. that for Austin. Yeah, yeah. Number 25, Henry Godwin. Um, He comes in and he stomps a mud hole in Austin. Yeah. Like, did you catch that? He, like, did Austin's spot. He got him in the corner on his ass and just stomped the shit out of his chest. Right, right. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah, actually. I was like, okay, look at this fucking guy. Yeah, yeah, and he didn't do much besides that. That was kind of his whole thing. Like that was his, um, you know, his his moment. One, to that was his spot. Number twenty six, Savio yep. Vega, and all of Los Bariquas come to the ring with him. <laughs> that was so and awesome. They, yeah, it was, and they jump Austin. And Austin's so on fire, he doesn't even care. He just starts fucking whipping all their asses, tosses them all. I don't remember if he tossed Savio, but they, it, it, all of them besides Savio were gone anyway. Uh, I believe he did toss Savio there, yes. Okay, okay, so they're all gone. Yeah, they're all gone. They came in and they immediately okay. went out. But that was like the whole faction okay. warfare thing they had going on. It was the Nation, it was the mm-hmm. Disciples of mm-hmm. Apocalypse, it was Los Bariquas. So, yeah. It, DX? Yeah, DX, exactly. Yeah, this is when the the yeah exactly. This is when the faction warfare really became a thing, and it was a big thing for the next couple years. Yeah, it was pretty impressive actually. The roster at this point that they didn't need to use those other three guys, three guys in Los Bariquas to fill a rumble match. Like that's this, that's actually a really good point. Yeah, yeah. this was right. their appearance on the show. So yeah, that was it. Yeah, number mm-hmm. twenty seven. Now the nation is complete. Farouk, and Farouk goes right after Rock. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> poor poor Rock. These guys have their whole squad in the ring, and instead of like uniting together and tossing them all, they're fucking fighting mm-hmm. with each other. It was awesome. Fighting each other, yeah. Yeah, yeah well, Farouk and Rock had heat because this is when yeah. Rock was kind of starting to you know, break away. Step, he was stepping on Farouk's toes. Yeah. Yeah, like he was definitely thinking of himself as a leader. I don't know if this is after the spot where he uh had the picture of himself painted for Farouk so awesome. and held, held it up in front of the ring during Farouk's match. <laughs> um, and he gave everyone a Rolex. Except, well, he gave everyone a Rolex on that same show, except Farouk. That's what it was. He was giving Rolexes out, and he, but Farouk, he had a, a very special gift, which was a painting of himself. So, <laughs> so I great. don't know if this... Yeah, I don't remember if that was before or after this, but there was, you know, a little bit of infighting with those guys, which yeah. really exploded right here. Yeah. Um, Somehow Austin and Rock end up outside the ring. You didn't see it, but um, that was kind of cool. Like you do a little bit of outside uh, shit. I, one of them got shot into the steps. Uh, Austin got shot into the steps, and then Rock gets back in. Yeah, it's nobody was weird. eliminated like, so, though. They were still in the match. Yeah, they. Yeah, and you didn't see either of them go out. They had to show it in replays. Right. But they both went through the ropes. Yeah. But yeah, there was a little bit of outside work with those two guys. Like they're singling each other out. Yep. Number twenty-eight, third appearance. It's Dude Love. Okay. Never mind who's the next two in the ring. You've got Austin. You've got Rock. As a formality, should we just say who it is now? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. It doesn't doesn't matter. 29 Chains, number 30, Vader. Yeah, didn't matter. Neither of those guys were winning shit. So you've got Austin. You've got Rock. You've got Farouk. For people who watched NWA knew that he was a former world champion. Right. And you could just look at him and you know he's a bad motherfucker. Yep. Um, and then you've got Dude Love. And you've got Vader. Yeah, nobody thought Vader was winning this shit. Um, 
How dare I you? I mean, did you really think Vader had a shot? But Mankind would have been sort of believable. You know what I mean? But they send in fucking dude love. They send in Mankind earlier for two minutes, and then they send in dude love for the end of the match, and he ends up in the fucking final four. Okay, I don't Mankind disagree would have with made, you on that. Yeah, Mankind would have made so much more sense, because you look at the final four, and of course you think Rock's going to win, or I mean Austin's going to win. You definitely think Rock could but Mankind would have been like, yeah, it's a long shot, but maybe, you know. Okay, okay. But, I can no, see but your you argument. Knew fuck, yeah, but you knew the fucking guy with the fucking hippie bus up on the ramp isn't going to win. <laughs> you know what I mean? With the fucking flowers on his on his clothes. Yeah, could you imagine WrestleMania 14, Dude Love versus HBK with Mike exactly. Tyson as special? Come on now. What the fuck? Exactly, but, yeah. but Mankind and Boston, HBK. Baby. Mankind and HBK headlined the, the SummerSlam before this. So it could have been right there. You go rematch from SummerSlam '97. Yeah, but it would and have so, to be yeah. mankind again. You can't exactly you can't, mankind. You can't so go mankind winning wouldn't. Yeah, yeah, it wouldn't have been out of the question. Is all I'm saying, and it would have been just a simple swap of characters. They just put them in the wrong order. Was all makes sense. You know, it would have made for a better final four. So we might as well jump ahead. That's your final four. So everybody else gets tossed. So you got Austin, Dude Love, uh, Rock, and Farouk. Um, and they actually really did the best they could with, with the roster they had, except, you know, with Undertaker not being in it, um, apart from that. No Triple H, you know? no HBK. And, yeah. Yeah. And predictably, Dude Love is the first one to go. Farouk tosses him fucking immediately. And it was not a long final four. It was pretty, it I thought it was quick. a little rushed at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which I think the main event of this podcast is going to go to, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, cause I just looked at the time. Um, Farouk goes after, um, Austin. He's got him in the corner trying to toss him. Rock comes up from behind him, tosses Farouk. More bad blood. Which was more bad blood. Then Rock and Austin go at it. Austin really quickly tosses Rock over the top, but Rock catches himself. They do the spot where Austin turns around. Rock tries to sneak up on him, but Austin turns around and catches him. Stunner. Boom. He's out. Stone Cold wins. Mike Tyson loves it. And I thought it was a really cool way to end it because, like you said, more bad blood between Rock and Farouk. Yep. So now you're like, okay, where's that going to go? And you got the winner and you know what the main, main event of WrestleMania is. Yep. So it sort of like sets up two WrestleMania matches. Well, you don't know what you know, the main event is. It's, or it, what? You don't know what the main event is. Well, no, is. you don't. You don't. I'm sorry. You don't know what the main event is, but you know Austin's going to be Austin's going to be and in either, it, yes. Either way, yeah. that that could be a very good match, no matter what the result is of the yeah, next one. Yeah, for sure. And yes. Yes. Yeah. Everyone, I mean, that's everybody's going home happy, regardless of how the next match turns out. Everyone's going home happy because Austin's going to WrestleMania. Yep. And you're not prematurely yeah. putting the rocket on the rock. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. But just curious, uh, when do they cut off beer sales on Royal Rumbles? Like, like after the second period or after the third quarter? I don't know. I know at hockey, it's after the uh, second yep. intermission. Yeah, wrestling. I don't actually know because I don't usually really drink at wrestling shows. Um, uh, yeah, I don't. I have no idea. I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't really drink at wrestling shows because since ooh, ooh, ooh died, like when when am I going to pee? Right. Um, exactly. So yeah, um, I don't. That's a good question. And actually, this was '98. I wasn't even old enough to drink, so I wouldn't have been drinking huh. at this show. That makes that's sense. That's why I didn't sit with you. You weren't drinking yet. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you said with the fucking life of the party over there, Sean Jacoby, and who'd you say? <laughs> Ed Bell. Fucking Ed Bell. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure you had a great time with those two. Well, and also, uh, Jeff was there and Big Dave. 
Oh, well, shit, it just keeps getting better. <laughs> the hits keep coming. <laughs> Here is your main event of the night. This is a casket match for the WWF Championship. The champion, Shawn Michaels, accompanied by the European champion, Triple H, and China, taking on The Undertaker. Referee manning the casket is Earl Hepner. Two absolute fucking legends and pillars of the WWF, dude. Like, not just of this era, of all fucking time. Like, you make around Mount Rushmore, I guarantee one or both of these guys are on, like, 99% of people's lists. Absolutely. And you talked about, uh, was The Rock in his prime earlier? Both of these guys might have been in their prime at this point. Uh, HBK didn't have much longer though, dude. Like, yeah, but I mean, but it was like a steep downhill. You know what I mean? It was, like, he yeah. I think he peaked. I think this is right around the time he was doing his best stuff. Especially, I loved Sean as a heel. Yeah, I did too. Um, I did too. And this is the this was the best he ever was as a heel. This is way better than when he was a heel back at like um eleven. You know, ten, eleven. True. He was yeah. way better here. He was such a fucking hateable, easy to hate prick. Yeah. And nobody could have a better match than this guy at this point. Yeah, he is and, Mr. WrestleMania um, for a reason, folks. Yeah, and this is around that. This is a couple years into where Taker started having really good matches. Yes. Because, you know, early on, he was just stand there and hit you and move around slowly. Yes. But then he started, you know, kind of letting letting loose and doing what he could do and show how athletic he was. Yeah, it was less Michael Myers, like his performance and more like he, he got more, more fundamentals, more mobile instead of dead yeah. persona. It, Right. It was it was less original Dawn of the Dead and more remake Dawn of the Dead. <laughs> right. You know, like instead of slow plotting zombies, it was running zombies. <clears throat> right. Right. So, yeah, I these guys were so fucking good. And yeah. this match was, you know, it wasn't their best match or their second best match. Um, it might have been their third best match. Oh, it's outstanding. I don't really know. It's outstanding. Yeah, I'd have you, to go back. Did they end it early, though? Like, that's kind of what I'm wondering. Did they kind of cut it a little bit short because of what happens to HBK in this match? I don't know. Yeah, so get right into that. So it's right away, HBK is just out moving Taker. Taker can't catch him. Sean can't really hurt him. You know, he's getting some quick, small strikes in on him and shit like that, but he can't really damage him. And right away, when Undertaker takes over, it's by backdropping Sean out of the ring onto the casket. I don't know if he was supposed to clear the casket or if he's supposed to land on it on his ass. I'm not sure exactly what he was trying to do. Probably but trying to clear I it. He was trying to clear clean it. Yeah. Corner. He probably was going to clear it. Oh. And he was, yeah, he was probably going to clear it and roll, you know, go into a roll. Um, but he hit his lower back on the edge of it. And that was it for HBK. That was, you know, he only had one more match after that. That was the end of it. And he'd had, yeah. And he'd had back issues before. This wasn't like he went from, you know, being a hundred percent, but yeah, that was what did him in was that spot. And at the time, you didn't know it happened. You know, you couldn't really... It's so fast, you can't really see it. It happens um, so fast, dude. And you watch it back and you're trying to see, like... Mm -hmm. it, it just... It was so quick. And there's no, yeah. like, him laying on the ground and super selling it and a big X being thrown. It was just super fast. And then he got right back up and went back at it. Went back at it. And you couldn't tell till late in the match that he was hurt. Yes. Late in the match, you could kind of see it. I think adrenaline kind of um, took over and he was just like, I got to get through this. And he just, he did. He did. Yeah. Yeah, probably. And I'm sure just, you know, like anything, the more you use it, the Is worse that, it's going to get. Yeah. Maybe yeah. what called um, for all those rest it, spots where both of them got in the casket? No, I think all those okay. spots were planned. Yeah. yeah, I think all of that was, I think they worked all that stuff out, all the casket stuff out beforehand. Um, 
so Taker obviously is in full control at this point, and Sean is selling his ass off for him. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, he's the bumping madman, dude. He really is, yeah, and he's bumping like he's working with a guy who's got sixty pounds on him, which is you know what it was. And he's bumping like, he's like bumping. nothing it's, is wrong. Exactly, like nothing's wrong. He's not doing like he did with Hogan. He's doing it like in a logical way. You yes, know? he's um, he's not overselling. Yeah, it's not comical. Yeah, he, yeah, at one point he's he's backed into the corner taking punches. He takes an uppercut and he he lifts off the mat and his legs land on the top rope for a second, and then he then he gets shot into the corner. He does the over the top spot, and that's where he lands on the camera guy. I always remember that happening, but I forgot what match it was. He wipes out the fucking camera guy. Yep. So that's two matches in a row where someone outside the ring gets fucking taken out by a guy going over the top yep. rope. Um. And he's not even going easy on himself or telling Taker to take it easy on him. He takes it. He already took a slam outside the ring um, right after the casket spot. Then he takes a fucking power slam off the top rope. You know, he comes, he he dives off the top rope, gets caught in a power slam. And um, it's one of those things. He kind of has to take a lot of slams because Undertaker's so much bigger than him. He would be slamming him around. Absolutely. You know, you yep. would, you would pick up a guy that much smaller and you would toss him and shit. Right. Hulk given the Loki um, treatment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so Taker gets him almost into the casket and Sean throws powder in his eyes. Like he's, he's, um, it's closed on him, but his hand is still sticking out. And then Sean pops it up and tosses powder in his eyes. And I thought, did Sean know Mark Henry was going to toss the powder to the powder spot? And did he see it? You know, was he in gorilla and saw that? Cause you know, he would have been fucking pissed. Oh, he, yeah. Especially 1998, it, Sean. 1998, Sean would lit Mark or fucking rookie steals the uh, spot. Yeah, for for no reason. There was no reason to have powder in <laughs> no. a fucking Royal Rumble. No, you know, definitely. I mean, unless like, you're I was Jake. Like, oh. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, there was no reason for that. I I see Sean lighting his ass up for that after the match. I could see that totally. if he if he saw it, if he was aware of it. Somebody should have told Mark Henry. To, I don't know why Mark Henry even did that. But I mean, I don't know how much these matches back then were produced. They were the way they are now. Right. Um, but someone should have told him, don't throw powder during a Royal Rumble because it doesn't make any fucking sense. Right. And I don't think I've seen it since. No. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, fuck no. No, no, no. Um, then. Um, so Sean does a really cool over the top rope clothesline, you know, where they both go out. But Sean lands back inside the ring like he does a complete like 360 yeah. and his head goes under the bottom rope and he lands sitting in the ring. Um, it was kind of like when um, Top Dollar did that dive over the top rope and somehow did a U-turn midair and landed back inside the ring. Flop Dollar. Flop Dollar. Yeah, Cornette calls him Flop Dollar after, after that spot. It's the funniest. It was the funniest fuck up I've ever seen. I was like, how did he even? I don't know how he did that. He was like a boomerang. Yeah. But Sean was graceful with it and landed on his ass. Flop Dollar just kind of almost hung himself under the bottom <laughs> rope. It was terrible. Shit. I mean, it was awesome, yeah. I should say. But uh, it was terrible what happened to him. And then they bury him for like three weeks and fire him. Uh, yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that Sean does. A, um, so not long after it, Sean does a pile driver to take her on. There. Taker does like the steps uh, fully shot into the steps where he takes the steps with his knees and flies over it. Yeah. Then Sean Pyle drives them on the steps, which um, these are professionals. They did it with the camera behind them. Right. You know? Right. And the director was a professional, didn't find a camera in front of them to shoot it with. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and then HBK starts choking Taker with the crutch while China has the referee distracted, while JR is explaining that this is a no DQ match. <laughs> 
<laughs> Wrestling. <laughs> yeah, well, hey, Triple H was injured. I guess we should have mentioned that. He came to the ring on a crutch, and he had his legs yeah. in like a, a brace. So Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so that's why the crutch was there. That's why the crutch, um, yeah. and, and around this point, I can see Sean's back is bothering him because he's sort of doing the thing with his shoulders back and his chest Stretching out. Stretching it, yeah. Stretching it out. Yeah, you can see it. The same thing he was doing at 14 when he was completely fucked. Yes. Um, and then he hits a super kick and he leans over the ropes. And now you can really see it. Like he's like propping himself up on the ropes like Yokozuna did when he got, you know, when he was 700 pounds. Yeah, when he was eating all those turkey um, asses. His turkey asses. Yeah, he's frying turkey asses in his hotel room. <laughs> yeah, with mayonnaise. <laughs> yeah, carrying around his own oil. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you can see um, the adrenaline has finally worn off. And that back injury is starting to kick. Yeah, yeah. Um, he ends up after the super kick, he rolls Taker into the casket. And being Sean, he stands over the casket and crotch chops him. And Taker grabs him by his dick <laughs> and does a reverse dick flip. <laughs> he flips Sean by his dick back into the ring. <laughs> a um, young Joey Ryan was watching this match. <laughs> yeah, that's where he got the idea from. Came yeah. up with an yeah. idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um so taker's on fire sean's flopping all over the place for him he eventually dodges a, a flying clothesline uh taker barely rolls into the casket he hangs himself up on the bottom rope um sean drops an elbow from the top rope into the casket on taker and earl inexplicably closes the top of the casket with but both guys match in. doesn't end with both guys in it and then he kind of looks around confused like <clears throat> what do i do now <laughs> yeah oops and then you get the spot of the match. HBK climbs out of it. He's climbing into the ring and Taker drags him back into it. Like it's like a horror movie. Yeah. Like they shoot it straight on at Sean's face yeah. with Taker behind him, just dragging him back in. It was like being dragged into like, uh, what was that movie called? Uh, the Descent. You know, it was something like that. Like it was dragged back great. into the hole. Yeah. 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 It was my favorite part of it. Um, he ends up chokeslamming Sean, tombstones him into the casket. And this is where you get the run-in from DX and Bariquas. They jump Taker, and then it's lights out, and Kane's music hits. And this is, remind me, Kane came in, beat Taker up at Survivor Series. What happened between then and now that he's on Taker's side? So he came in and saved The Undertaker from a beatdown or something, and like uh, gave him like a symbol like, we're, we're one. Like, okay. we're cool. It's all good. So... <coughs> excuse me when he came so, down you're thinking Kane's here to help Undertaker so nothing logical happened correct nope. like everybody <laughs> in the crowd knew he's gonna fuck up Undertaker yeah Kane's there for revenge changes his mind decides to be friends with him right but then but then here's the swerve here's he comes swerve, and beats yeah. up he beats up everyone who's beating Taker up then he beats up Taker chokes lambs him Rolls him into the coffin. Sean closes the lid and gets the fuck out of there. Yeah. You couldn't even see Sean after that. I was like, oh my God, he was gone. Yeah. Like, yep. He disappeared. Yeah. He was like that dude in Jackass when they broke in through the ceiling and the dude fucking ran out of the place and like took off down the street. Like that was HBK. <laughs> yeah. The jewelry store. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that one. Yeah. He was like that dude. He's like, give me the fuck out of here. It's time to ice my back. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, me, yeah. Let them finish yeah. the show. He has nothing to do with it. Might as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So the so the match is over. Sean's still champ. We know it's going to be him and Austin at WrestleMania. Yep. Here comes Paul Bearer. He puts a padlock on the casket because c caskets are always built with a latch for padlocks. Always. Yeah. 
right? You can't have anyone escaping a casket. Wrestling ones are always built with a padlock. Wrestling ones, right. Yes. Um, and this was the coolest, this might've been the coolest up to this point finish to a pay-per-view ever. And this is when I remembered that I was sitting with the um, aisle to my left because I remember this so well. I also didn't point out, this was my first wrestling show since I'd been a kid. I went to two when I was a kid, two house shows when I was a kid. It's like in the 80s, late So this 80s. was your first pay-per-view? It was my first pay-per-view okay. and it was my first show like going to on my own. And then I had a long, long streak of not missing any shows in the Bay Area. I probably had well over a 10 year streak. Um, now I'll kind of, Oh, Raw's here, whatever. I don't want to go to raw. Yeah. Um, I'm not driving to fucking San Jose on a Monday, much less Fresno after work, much less Fresno. Um, but yeah, it was my first show in like probably nine years of my first as an adult. Yeah. Um, okay. so they pushed the casket up the, it's not a ramp, but up toward the entrance, Kane chops it up with a fucking ax. Yeah. And you're like, what the fuck is he doing? Also, how do you do that safely and not hit Undertaker with it? Right. You know, because you're thinking, oh, my God, Undertaker's actually in the casket. You know, I mean, he can get hurt. Then he dumps gasoline all over it and lights it on fire. <laughs> and that's why I remembered it. And I can remember. So picture where I am in the arena and picture where that is. I could feel the heat from that fire. Yeah, dude. That's how hot that was. Because yeah. I was one I mean, section this... over to your left. Okay. Okay. So and you were a section closer. I very much remember the heat coming off of that thing, dude. It was a mess. Yeah. Like it was fucking it's, hot. Yeah. You wouldn't think of fire like that because it wasn't a massive <clears throat> fire no. or pyro or something, but you could really feel it. And you felt it for a long time yeah. because pyro, you feel for a second. Right. This was burning. It, you know? it was yeah. crazy. Yeah. Legit fire. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, holy, holy shit. He just killed Undertaker. He killed Undertaker. Right. And that's how it goes off the air. And I thought it was a great, it was the, it might have been the coolest finish to a pay-per-view ever up to this point. Just uh, De Definitely the most spectacular. Uh, the Buried Alive one was cool. That was okay, before this. That was cool. But yeah. yeah, this was like next fucking level, dude. Like, okay. Yeah, this was next level. Yeah, they buried Undertaker in dirt. Okay, fine. But now you've like chopped them up with an axe and lit them on fire. Like it's lit the end of a horror gas. film when you're killing the bad Just guy. Just wondering, right? did, like, yeah, did like they he... announce, thank you for coming, have a safe drive? <laughs> was the thing still on fucking fire? <laughs> Yeah, I think they announced. I think they announced. We'll see you next time when WWE comes back to San Jose in April. <laughs> and tickets are on the sale at the box office right now because that's what they used to do. Yeah, as takers fucking yeah. go to the alive. box office right yeah. now because there's a fire. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it was crazy. It was a crazy ass ending, and I thought it was just a um. So kind of just to wrap it up, I thought it was a really well done. I mean, um, the undercard was the undercard. It was what it was supposed to be, you know. Um, it was the 98 roster. It was the 98 roster, yeah. And like um, LOD probably did have another match with the Road Warriors because they lost by DQ or they won by DQ. Yeah. So you'd think there should be a rematch for that. So it kind of sets up that. Okay, we're not done with that. Now we've got a WrestleMania main event. We've got Heat with the Nation of Domination right. and Undertaker might have just retired. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's not dead, but you're like, wow, is that how they write the Undertaker off TV? We've seen him come back from being buried alive. Yeah. But like you said, burning someone is other level. Like, how do you come back from that? Yeah. So you really don't know what's happening with Undertaker. But this is like, not is the Kane... first Rumble that they've done something like this with the Undertaker with. Because remember Yokozuna in 1993, mm -hmm. they did that whole thing where all of the heels came down, beat up the Undertaker like put him in the casket or something. And then Undertaker like projected to the ceiling and was on the Titan. Oh yeah. It was on the yeah. Tron or whatever it was. Yeah. So they've, they've that done was... 
gimmicky shit with Taker before like this, but never to this extent, dude. Never to this extent. Fucking murdered. Right. It was so severe that you were like, that could be him being done. (laughs) Yeah. That could be the way they write him off. And they brought Kane in to fill in the Undertaker role to be the big monster in the company. Yeah. You know, so you really didn't know what was happening. Yeah. So yeah, you expected him to be back, but you weren't sure. Yeah. Lots of uh, questions to be answered. After this show, yeah. For sure. So I thought it was, I thought it was a really good rumble. Besides '92, I think up to this point it was the best one. It was really good. Yeah, and I would have to look and tell you which one I thought was the which one replaced this as being the best. Yeah, but it probably was a long time. It was a really really good one. I love six this pack show. rating. Yeah, it was awesome. Six pack rating. Um, I'm gonna give it six for what it was. I think it did exactly what it needed to do. Um, I thought everything was. I have no complaints. I'll go five. It didn't have a super strong undercard. Um, but I think between the main event and the rumble itself, solid. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know what? You know what? I'll tell you which one was the the one to beat this going forward would have been 2005, which we did an episode on that. Oh, the um, Batista and, uh, and Cena. John Cena spot. Yeah, that was a good rumble, but the undercard was really strong because you had Edge um, and HBK. HBK and Edge. And you had a Hyde and Reich match. <laughs> okay thank you thank you uh, like it. god forbid if van hammer and heidenreich ever form a tag team you're gonna fucking cream your shorts dude i would love it <laughs> you would i'd probably give it a five <laughs> like undercard was meant to be an undercard and all the hype leading up to the royal rumble worked and yeah, yeah and very very good uh main event match yeah yeah Solid. I loved it. That takes care right. of our coverage of the 1998 Royal Rumble presented by 1-800-COLLECT. What did you think of this uh, pay-per-view when you uh, when you originally watched it, when you watch it right now on Peacock, or what do you think of our coverage of it? Please let us know on all the social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, or whatever the fuck the alternate names are and branches of said are Wrestling underscore drunk is the handle. Please tell your family, friends, heels and faces, like, share, and subscribe. Leave us reviews so we could get recognition and algorithms go in our favor and we can keep this show going. On behalf of Eddie and Scott, who were there, and me, I'm Adam, I was not there. Uh, We just want to remind you to enjoy your buzz, watch your wrestling responsibly, drink like nobody's watching. We'll see you all next time for another great episode. One, two, three. Brett Favre. Dive. His dick had brass knuckles. <laughs>